0: What's up, everyone? Happy New Year. It's 2022. Um, the College Football National Championship is just a few days away. It's been a hectic couple of weeks for us, but we just had to squeeze in an episode before that. The matchup, as you know, is between the Alabama Crimson Tide, Boo! and your third ranked and podcast favorite, Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, we're going to be talking about our game. We're going to be telling you how we think it's going to go. And we're also going to be going over our coping mechanisms should the dogs lose again. This is going to be a good episode. We're going to be talking about the bowl season, some bad takes that were given over the holidays, and we're also going to unite over the career of an NFL coach that was cut short way too soon. This is Let Them Me Takes. Bonjour and welcome to the new year. This is 2022 and we are Let Them Eat Takes. We are letting you eat those takes. We are letting ourselves eat the takes. I never understood what I knew. Like I knew as wordplay, Scott, who's eating the takes?
1: Them. Them. We're letting them eat it. That's right. I, over the holidays, I ate a few too many takes. Probably put on a few take pounds. But <laughs> here in the new year, we're trying to slim those off. Yeah, I confess, I maybe got a little indulgent, too. I ate
0: a few Clay Travis takes. You know, they're so bad for you, but they're like, you know, sometimes you just want the extra bit of awful in your life.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just want to feel bad about yourself (laughs) and the human race. (laughs) Uh, Scott, how are you feeling about the new year? Uh... I don't know. I'm not a New Year person. I'm just like the same thing. It's just a a different day. You have to write a different number down. I don't know. That's me. But Scott,
0: those Gregorian monks worked so hard to make us a calendar. (laughs) Good for them, I guess. They they spent so much time. I think they were probably studying the Bible, but I I like to think that in between studying the Gospel of John, they just looked up in the sky and said, hmm, I wonder what the cosmos has to say about where we are in time or space, or if they had concept of what those things meant to us now. <laughs> hey, I mean, well.
1: I was hoping we'd start off with some Gregorian monk chat today. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the good stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to tie them to sports. I would assume when, if you ask me who invented the sport of badminton, my first guess would be, people and the people from Downton Abbey. My next guest would be monks. So
1: anyway, we are uh so we're we're fresh Did you know of- where do you know where I'm at? Badminton is a high school sport. Is it really? hmm
0: Do you like is it super competitive? Like people get into it? Are there scholarships? Yes to all of those things I believe. Oh my oh my goodness. See, I go to the gym and I see some kids play it on a like they have a pickleball court and then they have like a a badminton court, which I guess they could be used pretty interchangeably. But they're always like the kids like I don't want to be judgmental, but they're always the kids that I think, man, you you were probably mathletes in high school. And then you got to college and you need to find find a new way to work off that freshman
2: 15. But you're probably you're probably not wrong. Yeah, and I see shuttlecocks everywhere. This is a fun thing to say. Oh. So, in,
1: anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of hot sports takes, um, did you see that the Michigan safety Daxton Hill just entered the NFL draft? It really? Yeah, I guess he was tired of getting bullied in college and uh, decided just to go on to the NFL. Uh, oh, oh man. He was the uh, Hill was the guy that showed up in that George Pickens clip where Pickens yes. shushed the Michigan sideline and then <laughs> threw and then threw Daxton Hill for a first down and then re-shushed the Michigan sideline.
0: You know what's funny, Scott, is I typed in Daxton Hills on Twitter, and that's the first thing that comes up is George Pickens just obliterating him into the turf. Oh, yeah, you know
1: it. He's a good player, too, but, boy, that was a a rough clip for him and a rough whole day for Michigan.
0: Yeah. Hey, he's number 38 overall on PFF football's uh, draft board, so... If he's got first, if he's got second or third round draft capital, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah. When you're an early
0: round pick, it's it's worthwhile, right? Yeah. Also, when you get when you get dominated by that SEC bias as badly as Michigan did, like what? How many more chips do you have left to cash in in college
1: football? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> George Pickens just biased him. That's that's the new word. Hey, did you see? Uh, Jamari Sawyer, you know, just bias Aiden Hutchinson all game long.
0: Yeah, I saw he gingerly, when Aiden Hutchinson was on the the turf one point, Jamari Sawyer stroked his back and gingerly whispered in his ear,
1: SEC bias.
2: It just means, (laughs) it means more for us. You have no idea how much more it means.
1: Oh boy, yeah. I don't have all the takes handy, but man, were there some bad takes about the SEC after the first like few bowl games?
0: Uh, I'm sure some of them came from Danny Cannell.
1: Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean they did how did that the SEC kind of broke even in bowl games this year, right? Um, I think ended up about five hundred, probably like a game below. I don't remember the exact record. Um, but it was the one in five start that had people, you know, memeing and freaking out. Um, but it, bowl games are a small sample size. So that's always a little bit dicey. Right. Yeah. And then you also have the fact that the SEC had pretty much everybody bowl eligible. Did everybody but Vanderbilt play in a bowl? I don't even remember. So that is everyone but Vanderbilt was invited
0: to a bowl. Texas A&M. Oh yeah. Up not yeah. playing in one because they
1: uh, fell under the COVID requirement. Yeah. So you know, you just had a lot of you know it's like, okay, the 13th best team in the SEC lost their bowl game, and people were like, oh, the SEC's bad. And it's like, okay, other conferences had like eight teams. So their teams nine through thirteen didn't have to go out there and win a bowl game.
2: <laughs> and also
1: to, you know, bowl games and op out, opt out opt-outs and COVID years and all that jazz. It's like, okay, Florida was total trash by the end of the season with no team and no coaching staff left, right? LSU played some random backup wide receiver at quarterback the whole game. So, like, no, that's really interesting. They got indicative. a fifth-year wide receiver. This is a guy
0: who was on the national championship team but probably didn't play any meaningful snaps.
2: And I don't even remember who was interim head coach, but... Dan Kelly wasn't even
0: hanging. or not Dan Kelly? Brian Kelly wasn't even hanging out on the sidelines, eating yeah. sugar daddies. So, or what's something super? He would probably eat something super Louisiana. He, he wasn't eating beignets out of the bag on the sideline, just to like <laughs> build up the brand.
1: <laughs> Brian Kelly is over there making beignets <laughs> with a deep fryer on the sideline, just for some <laughs> LSU street cred. Hi <laughs> y'all go, tigers. I got some
0: beignets. <laughs> <laughs> who is
2: this
0: who is this guy? Why is he why is he dressed like a why does he talk like one of the plantation owners from Gone with the Wind? Wasn't wasn't he in wasn't he at Notre Dame? Ugh <clears throat> I still can't get over. It. The, his fake southern accent he put on for that basketball game that was great uh i'll tell you some other bad takes that came out of bowl season was all the talk about opting out and you all, you had the occasional dump the occasional people saying oh these bowl games don't even matter nobody wants to
2: play in them and then people getting mad also when players don't opt out when players opt out and then you see what happened with uh, Matt Corral, Ole Miss, and boy, that made, that made that game unbearable to watch.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, that killed it. Losing a quarterback will do that, right? And unless you're Georgia, in which case losing a quarterback means you go to the national title twice in five years because you lost your quarterback for the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're are we are we done talking about Georgia's quarterback situation? I think people <laughs> No, it's gonna be talked about forever, Justin. <laughs> There's always drama with the quarterback in Athens. You know what's gonna happen is Stetson Bennett is gonna become a grad assistant or something. JT Daniels is gonna transfer someone else to start. And then Caleb Williams will transfer to Georgia and then he won't start because Gunner's Stockton or Brock Vandegrift will start over him, and then it'll be a huge thing to talk about all the time.
0: Okay, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, Scott, but I want to backtrack a little bit, because I saw this rumbling on Twitter, and at first I thought it was complete bunk, but now everyone seems to be talking about, is, Caleb, is there actual a chance that you think Caleb Williams is going to
1: come to Georgia? Okay, so as far as what's actually happened he put his name in the portal and him and his whole family went on vacation. So they haven't done anything regarding like talking to people or trying to figure it out. Right. So all the stuff about like the alleged details that people have had about the situation, I'm pretty sure all made up. Okay. But that being said, Georgia was heavily recruiting Caleb Williams. Georgia was recruiting Brock Vandegrift and Caleb Williams. Brock Vandegrift went to Oklahoma So then Georgia was basically just recruiting Caleb Williams. And I think Georgia was the favorite until Vandergriff decommitted from Oklahoma and flipped to Georgia. Hmm. So for a long time, people thought he was going to be coming to Georgia anyway. So all that to say, it's still the same coaching staff, right? There's still relationships there. It would not be a surprise if he ended up at Georgia. He's trying to go somewhere. I'm sure where he's expecting to start right away. Um, Whether that's the case at Georgia remains to be seen with what happens with our quarterbacks on the roster. Right. But also there's not a lot of uh, Caleb Williams is like a really high ranked five-star recruit, talented quarterback, that kind of thing. Right. He's trying to go to a team that is going to be like a playoff type team and win a national title type team and also be the starter right away. It pretty limited places, right? <laughs> I was about to say. like, <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, well, he could stay at Oklahoma if he likes the new coaching staff and all that. Guys can go in the portal and stay home. That's possible. So that could happen. Um, who knows, right? He's probably not going to hop on over to Texas. Uh, then you have, okay, would he go to, like, LSU? I think LSU got a transfer quarterback. I forget. I know that one of LSU's quarterbacks transferred to AM. so they feel like they got their guy already. Uh, Alabama has a starting quarterback for next year. Ohio State has a starting quarterback for next year. USC is an obvious fit because his coach just went there. Uh, allegedly, he and his family are a little upset at Lincoln-Riley for – moving so quickly and easily. And he's originally, Caleb Williams is originally from Maryland, so he might not want to go all the way to USC. So anyway, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places. There's no, there's nothing that's like as clear a fit as some of these other past transfer quarterback times. So. Yeah, I just, I had to, I don't know, I, I feel like you've, you some you
0: you've kept certain things, you know, things I don't, Scott, you know that. And I, I mostly just saw that uh, that take coming from Oklahoma fans close to jumping off the edge of a cliff. It was like, George is paying yeah. Caleb Williams $5 million to come play for them.
1: Yeah, that's the stuff that's kind of nonsense. Um, so for starters, NIL is not something officially they are allowed to use as a recruiting tool. So right. you are not allowed to say, hey – we will get you a $1 million NIL deal if you come here. Our teams going to do that? Of course. I mean, I'm sure they've already been doing that, right? But certainly no school is going to like tweet about it. Unless maybe he frees. I don't know. It's a non-zero chance. But anyway, so when guys are going to transfer or commit or go places now, one of the common things is just already other people and fan bases just being like, oh, they offered him a $1 million NIL deal. Like, oh, they're paying him." I don't know. It's, it's dumb, but yeah. there certainly were no details on that. It's definitely a really
0: good talking point in uh, the recruiting world. Cause especially if you're not recruiting at like a, oh wait, who's this? Yellow. Wait. Oh my good. Oh my oh, goodness. A wild Jonathan oh, has holy, appeared. Holy
2: shit. It's Jonathan. Oh,
3: oh yeah, I love it. I love when they play the wrestling music in the personal. Ladies and gentlemen, back from a baby hiatus or a toddler hiatus is Jonathan Duncan. I need to get the Kroger pickup order and then go to another grocery store that didn't have the things the Kroger pickup order missed. So I just skipped the second part. Love it. What are y'all talking also,
1: about? Also, Dad, uh, that John Cena entrance music set to baby Yoda walking down the ramp of the ship (laughs) from like episode one of Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. I freaking love that clip so much. It's really good.
3: So good. Oh yeah. Camera was off now. It's on. Okay.
1: Hey, I like that G hat, baby. Yeah. Old school Georgia. I forget what you. Yeah. That's that old school G. I like it. Mm hmm. My buddy. All right. So, Here's I need some important some important pre takes. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we lose to Alabama, what's Mm -hmm. everybody gonna do to cope? Like, do you have your pre coping strategy planned out? Is anybody taking Tuesday off? I have a frozen pizza.
3: That I did tell my
1: boss. Yeah, I have a frozen pizza in the freezer in case I just need some (laughs) like immediate like comfort food.
3: (laughs) I think
0: I might try ayahuasca out.
3: What is that?
0: <laughs> it's an herbal beverage that came from uh, the like indigenous American. tribes in South America, I think, and it <laughs> has uh, some extreme hallucinogenic properties, and it's strangely legal under certain religious liberty protections. But you, to get it, you do have to join a church and pay church membership fees, and it's... And then you get to partake. It's something that was created by indigenous peoples of the americas and now abused by white hippies who are bored and looking for meaning in life <laughs> which, is what to what America. I, which is what i
3: will be after georgia loses again if georgia loses again it's gonna be a bit like because i played a lot of video games it's gonna be like you're doing the, the final boss fight and you did just about all the things right but you know, there was that like 5% that you probably could have done better. And you know it in the back of your head. And you're like, you know, if I'd have done that 5% better, maybe I'd have won the boss fight. I don't know. That's, that's kind of how I feel. And in those instances, I usually set the game down for two months. <laughs> so I will probably not think about it for two months. The worst, the worst part about
1: that scenario, though, is you're doing that boss fight. And a bunch of like random snotty-nosed nieces and nephews they're like four years old and can't hold a controller are sitting mm-hmm. there being like, wow, you're so bad. And you're they're so like, meanwhile, <laughs> they're like falling over while they're trying to tie their shoes.
3: <laughs> it's true. That's actually very accurate. <laughs> I saw somebody, put, I don't know if y'all have talked about this, but I saw somebody post, uh, What? You, some dumb person posted something like, "Oh, so if Kirby doesn't beat... Saving this time uh, we get rid yeah. of him Who do we get? I was like, are we kidding right now? Is this for real?
0: Yeah, that person's actually drinking ayahuasca and needs to <laughs> sober up.
1: Like, What the
3: freak? Yeah, I this?
1: mean, I got to say, if you don't win a national title this year with a walk-on quarterback because your starter got hurt and missed the whole season, surely you never have a chance again. Surely. Yep.
0: So- what do we... Yeah, all those top three recruiting classes will be wasted because if it doesn't happen this year, it's just
1: it's just never going to happen. Yeah, they're what all have, the good players are going to transfer.
3: What have y'all covered so far? Just the national championship?
1: I don't even know. Not Random really stuff.
0: We, yeah, mostly talked. <laughs> we talked about badminton for a little bit, and then we talked about we were talking about nil and recruiting. Scott was giving me the lowdown on the whole Caleb Williams situation, and oh. I was we were talking about how the whole like you're not supposed to use Nil stuff as a bargaining tool for recruiting but it's probably happening to some extent and also if your team is not recruiting well that's a really easy and accessible excuse as to why not like man if we if we spent 30 million dollars on name image and likeness and stuff we could give a top one team we could beat bama every year <laughs> like I've had I've I don't know the full context of the soundbite, but I saw that Billy Napier at Florida has said that we're going to do things of class here at Florida, which is really funny when you consider, you know, the recent <laughs> history of the program. And by recent, I mean, the last, just look at the last 20 years.
3: Well, it is, uh, a, safe, it is a safe stance because the bar is low.
0: Right. And if you're not recruiting at a top five level, this time next year, that's your excuse is that we do things of class. We don't do things with, like we don't do things with Alabama or Georgia or hell, even LSU. We don't bribe
2: players. We have class at the University of Florida. The excuse is already in. It's so stupid. So, but we can
0: talk about the national championship game because I have no, a lot of right. thoughts.
3: It's fine. I mean, it's I really... have a lot
0: of thoughts. I'm sure you guys have all a right. lot of thoughts.
3: Get me with your a lot of thoughts. <sighs>
0: So I was telling Scott before we started recording that I've had a hard time reading a lot of the material from like, like I like reading what Andy Staples and Bill Connolly have to say about these types of games. Cause I think they have good opinions and mm. I like sometimes looking at the advanced stats and see what they think is going to happen. And also why, you know, people who understand the odds makers, why they, how they can justify where this point spread is where it is right now, which I think it's Georgia at one and a half points, which I is think dumb. It's three, but yeah.
3: I don't care. Yeah.
0: I, I find myself not caring about any of that stuff right now because I think I have a mental map in my brain of how this game is going to go. Would you All like right. to hear
3: it? Oh, yeah, you mentioned this the other day. I would like to hear it. All right. I
0: think Georgia's defense is going to come out looking a little bit better than they did last time. I think giving William Poole all the first team reps at slot corners going to
1: pay off. You're going to see a better version of him on the field. Hold think, on. You mean William Poole's not going to give up 165 yards and two touchdowns all by himself? No, he's going to give up
0: about 80 to 90 yards and a Whoa. touchdown all what by himself. Low bar. But let me right. but let but let me let me uh I'll I'll try to keep this short. So, all that with all that going on and also with Alabama not going to not having
2: um Dang, what's his name? Come about Mechie? Yeah, we don't have, they don't have Mechie anymore. I think Georgia's
0: defense is going to come out a little bit stronger than it did the first half of the last game. I think your halftime score is going to be about 14, Georgia, Alabama, 10. And then coming out of halftime, Georgia is going to get the ball first. They're going to drive down the field and score again 21 to 10. Georgia fans will lose their mind third quarter. This looks like it might be it. And then I think Alabama is going to score three unanswered touchdowns and it's going to win 31 to 21. That's how I think that game is going to go feel like, I've
3: seen this game before.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, if I don't, I would say I'm a, I wouldn't say this is me being coach Stradamus more as I'm just looking at the almanac of Georgia Bama past. So, I think you're.
3: If we, I, I, I do appreciate that you're uh, at least uh, prognosticating that Georgia Stetson Bennett will not throw a pick six in this game.
0: Um, I did. I that one of those touchdowns could be a pick six, or it could come off a of Stetson Bennett interception, you're
3: saying a general touchdown catch. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So if that's how I think that game is going to go. Um. Yeah, I'm already get. I'm already. I should already start looking up how to
0: make ayahuasca at home if I even can do that.
2: How to make ayahuasca? <laughs> but first, I need to learn how to spell it. See if Google knows. Ah, not even close.
3: So Scott. you know, like the the the. Sorry. You know, uh, go like ahead. Yeah, uh, I don't know if this is. It feels like a lazy take because I hear it all the time. And I'm not, and, and when people say it, I don't really know what they mean. But in this case, I kind of feel it, and I don't know why. Maybe y'all can explain it, explain why I feel this way. I really would love, offensively anyway, and maybe a little defensively, to not respect Alabama as much as we have. So if that, and the take is, oh, we play scared. I feel like that's so stupid. Lazy take. People say it all the time. But like, maybe don't play scared and don't respect them as much and play your game. Play your game. Play your game. So uh, what does that look like, John? What do you mean by that? Like what what does the team
1: do differently or what would you like them to not do differently that would be playing your game and not playing scared?
3: Like when I was watching the Alabama-Cincinnati game, it was really clear that Alabama was like, at least offensively, was like, we're just going to pound this ball at the middle because we know you can't do it, and we don't really respect anything going on in here. And that turned out to be correct. And so I guess what I mean is,
2: like, for example, um,
3: on like, for Georgia playing offense, Um, to not abandon trying to hit those home run plays in the event that one gets blown up early in a very loud momentum swinging kind of way, whether that's a pick or whether that's a big drop, bad drop, something like that. Um, If we're running the ball, great, but I I just would hate to abandon trying to hit the home run. And I feel like a lot of times I've seen it before where we just quit trying to hit the home run And I know that we're missing our, (laughs) to continue the baseball analogy, our big bat (laughs) in JT Daniels. But Stetson has shown he can do it. Um, And we definitely have the skill receivers to at least, at the very least, match up with Bama. It might make it 50-50. We're not going to, like, tower over them like we have in some teams. This is not going to happen. But I'm not going to be pissed off if, like, we're still trying to hit home runs and, like, there's a 50-50 ball and whoopsie threw a pick. I mean, that's just going to happen because Bama's really good. But if we don't even try, that's that, that'll be the frustrating thing for me.
1: No, I think you're right. A lot of times when teams have beat Bama <clears throat> in the recent decade plus, right, with Saban there, they've been hitting deep balls. They've been hitting vertical shots. And people love to talk about, like, oh, you got to have a running quarterback to beat them. Oh, like Texas A&M, who had a statue that beat them this year, right? <laughs> <It's a> literal <laughs> statue, you know. Uh, and then a lot of those other guys were guys that could run around a little bit. They didn't necessarily run around that much. Like, sure, they dodged one defensive lineman in the pocket one time, and then completed a fifty-yard pass down the field. It's the completing the fifty-yard passes oh. down the field part, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and it's we know Stetson could extend the play. Yeah, it and it's the same with
1: the with the Georgia defense too, right? Like, When's the last time somebody beat the Georgia defense by just being solid and consistent and just marching all the way down the field? It's like, no, it's only going to happen if you get big, huge chunk plays. You got to find a way to get mm-hmm. big explosive plays that move you 40 yards down the field and automatically put you in field goal range. If you get a big explosive play, that's points. Maybe it's not a touchdown, maybe it's a field goal, but that's points. You know, we saw it happen when Kentucky tried to, like, march down the field four yards at a time. There's no margin for error. That's sort of why things didn't work so well for Arkansas. It's part of why things didn't work so well for Michigan. Right. Right? If you're going to just throw four-yard passes to your tight ends and running backs every single play, or, God forbid, just try and run up the middle for one or two yards, Um you're not going to get first downs. You're one dropped running back pass away from, oops, that's a punt. And you can't, you know, having college players be that precise and execute perfectly for 12 plays in a row is hard. The NFL, it's different, right? I'm sure there's reasons why, you know, NFL teams could do that. They're like, oh, you're going to give me four yards every play. I'll just take four yards every play, and we'll just execute, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. So.
3: Yeah, I just, I'm with you I on
1: on staying aggressive and keeping some of those big, yeah. big chunk it, plays and keeping the vertical shots and the pressure on them defensively. Yeah. I, I was just curious what you meant because some people say well, that's that the same thing. thing. People say and that, they mean, and who
3: knows what they mean
1: exactly? And a lot of people right. that say that are the ones that are saying, "Oh, you shouldn't get away from running the ball so much," while also complaining that Kirby Smart's terrible because he runs the ball too much. I'm mm, like, you, I can't no you, <laughs> you can't have it both
0: <laughs> ways. You can't have
1: it both ways. I'll tell you what frustrates me is
0: there's a lot of Georgia fandom that they, they kind of have that run the damn ball mentality, but they all, but paired with that is this idea that defense is, has to dictate. Like, it's all on the defense to win these games. Like, yes. And Stetson had a fine, I, don't, I wouldn't say Stetson had a, a terrible game against Alabama in the SEC championship, but he definitely didn't have a good one. And people are saying, oh, well, Stetson Bennett didn't give up 41 points to Alabama. And that's not even technically true because he did throw a pick six and he threw a turnover that directly led to points. So yeah, he's responsible <laughs> for some of those points. Also, why yeah. the hell do you want to put all that pressure on one side of the ball to win a ball game?
3: Like, yeah, that'll not- be that'll be exactly what you're saying, Justin, will be another I'd be frustrated if we decided to do that again like 24 which i don't points. even know if that was a decision i mean who knows but like the idea that like our defense is so great we're just gonna hold everyone to x number of points like i i respect that goal but like I mean, Bama's really good
2: yeah <laughs> also really if you players. take away
0: those two touchdowns let's say alabama if he if was 41 minus 14 that's like 27 yeah Twenty holding Alabama to twenty seven points is really good. Yeah, it's excellent. Like, and the idea that twenty four is enough is a lot of points on Alabama is stupid. Do you see how many there are? So many. There not. There aren't a lot of teams, but there have been quite a few teams who could put a lot more on Alabama and they still lose because they don't have a good defense.
3: And I I think Bama's also been playing the season a little collegey, which usually they play like super professionally meaning they're just perfect all the time. So this season they've been just like, we're we're kids, we're students here. And so one game we're like elite, and the next game we're kind of like, meh. And we just don't see that from Bama very often, so we kind of get meh Bama against Auburn. And so then everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're going to stop mud-holing these people. And then you get five-star Auburn, or excuse me, five-star Bama in the SEC Championship. And everyone's shocked, and it's like, you really shouldn't be that surprised. But I understand what optics-wise why people are like, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, well, I think part of it, too, is not because you got meh Bama against Auburn. is because you got meh Bama against Florida and Texas A&M and uh, yeah. Tennessee and LSU and Arkansas and Auburn.
3: There was a lot of meh Bama games. Right. now, obviously, They looked great against Miami in the beginning of the season, obviously. <laughs> Take that yeah. for this <laughs>
1: <laughs> But, yeah, you, you look at their... Season and it's like, hey, what were the games where Alabama like really looked like what you think of when you think of Alabama? It maybe the Miami game, which, Ole Miss, maybe, yeah, Old Ole Miss for the first half for sure, and the Georgia game. So they definitely played one of their best games or their best game in the SEC championship game. Hey, maybe they come out and play that best game again, right? But
3: also maybe they don't, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah. That's how games go is that, you know, like Stetson Bennett has been so efficient and been good with the deep ball. Part of that is because of how the game is going and being able to pick your spots on when to take deep shots, right? So some of the numbers around Stetson are a little bit misleading because of the situation. And the same can go for like individual games, right? Where like Once that game got a little sideways, then you have the pick six and you have this other stuff. Well, there's a scenario where that game doesn't get sideways, right? There's a scenario where Rice Young actually takes some sacks and he has some turnovers, right? And then what happens if it's the other way around? You know, so it would be interesting to see what happens. I was telling Justin, I'm mostly just ready for it to be over. Like, I would love to just, like, can I just know the result and then just watch it or not watch it based on already knowing the result?
3: <laughs> but oh my, you yeah, the read winner the w- is the Land. Land. No way, it's <laughs> Moonlight. You want to read the Wikipedia story <laughs> before watching the movie? <laughs> yeah, I would totally do that just for it to be done with. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I, well, I will say I'm excited for the game. I'm excited at the possibility of winning. I think we got a great chance, so I'm not gonna let. I'm choosing not to allow uh, recent frustrations with Georgia football.
0: Uh, I'm not that frustrated. With my
3: enjoyment. I'm not that frustrated
0: with Georgia football. I mean, I'm, it's frustrating to
3: lose in the, in the it's next It's frustrating year. to we lose. Did. So, was that four years ago? When I something?
0: say, when I'm not frustrated with Georgia football, I'm not saying like it doesn't, I'm emotionally numb to the effects on the field. I'm not one of those fans who thinks Kirby's driving this bus into oh, sure. a, a massive you know, like, sinkhole. Insane person. I don't understand those people.
3: You're not like, well and I and I, I'll say this. I'm not going to be I'm not gonna turn into the Falcons fan I am now with Georgia if we lose. Let's put it that way. It would take a lot to turn me into because I'm numb. I'm numb with the Falcons. It's like it's like watching like a clown circus now. I'm just like whatever. I yeah. don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah I was <laughs> I don't, simultaneously I be that way. I'm not gonna angry and
0: yeah, I was simultaneously angry and understanding of Calvin Ridley basically ghosting the Falcons and then demanding a trade late late. Oh, year. Gosh. Don't get me started on that. <sighs> so I don't know. I feel like I feel like we I don't know. I feel bad sometimes for how much we don't I don't think we trash talk Stetson Bennett on this podcast or in our Discord, uh-huh. but I definitely think we're not we're not those fans who are like, oh yeah, Stetson's the, the best. We don't we're not the people who believe Todd Munkin when he says Stetson Bennett gives us the best chance to win.
1: Right.
3: Or I don't. Or we don't
1: believe, believe it that. because there's the caveat that JT Daniels was hurt the whole time, and so yes, he gives you a better chance to win than the guy that's too injured to play. Right, Correct. but there's been
0: people from the very beginning like, oh, we need to have, we need to have Stetson Bennett because he's he's from the same.
3: He's got the same area code as I do, and oh, he's a nine one two from Blackshear, Georgia. Me and my, me and his father were in the Sons of the Confederacy together. And For I years. think our JT Daniels, he's a liberal vegan.
0: You know, <laughs> I have no idea if
3: Setson's father was the Sons of the, is the Sons of the Confederacy. No, his dad's a lawyer. I'm sure. Okay. I you know I don't know uh, what how, he does. Anyway.
1: How is that mutually exclusive?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not.
0: But uh, <laughs> that means he's a
3: secret member.
0: I will uh, say the the Sons of the Confederacy chapter down in in that part of Georgia is uh, very active from what I remember.
3: I haven't spent confirm, some time growing up there. Can confirm. I drove both highways that flank Blackshear and there are plenty of flags and advertisements for it. So I'm highway not assuming 41 and Highway 84, 81, something like that.
0: I'm not assuming Stetson Bennett is,
3: you know, cut from that cloth, but he definitely grew up around it. Well, no, you're right. There's definitely those fans that want him to do Wolf. Well. I've never, I mean, this is, there's been a handful of Georgia quarterback discussions over the years i've never really cared who played as long as they gave us the best chance to win so, so I you annoyed. like stetson bennett yeah i mean if he gives us the best ch- i just want him to play well if stetson goes out there and plays well i'm fine if he no, goes out really- there and sucks and we don't do anything or make a change because well we're just gonna be you know we're, we can't just dis- what's the call we, we don't want to dishonor him or so there's some sort of weird loyalty man screw that you gotta be cutthroat to win a national championship. Saving's proven it. You know, your quarterback's second, pull him, start somebody else. So that's what I want Yeah, that's
1: a- it's yeah. Even the teams that win national championships are not cutthroat about quarterback. <laughs> that's the that's well, the one thing that, you know, I complaint I have with people in general, not with with you or what you said, but you know. It's like, oh, Saban was cutthroat. He pulled his quarterback fourteen games too late when there was no options left. Like that's not cutthroat. That's a year late. It may not be cutthroat,
3: but he did make the move.
1: He he did. And if we are down fourteen to nothing at halftime against Alabama, I in the national title game, I will be disappointed if they don't put JT Daniels in. Same same z's
3: same z's. Yeah. I, I do root for but Stetson. And, and I'll be disappointed because in that situation, he would you have to try dance. something. You have to try something. His arm is, you know, better. Right. Not because I think Stetson's a, a not any good at all in a walk-on. And, like, those aren't the reasons. But a lot of p- people on Twitter would say, you know. No, good. I like, think it's... You a- read those tweets. You're going you're to read those tweets everywhere. Like, I'm shocked we didn't win the national championship with the walk-on quarterback. That's going to be the But three. hey, if we do, we get to
0: rub it in everyone's faces for years and years and years. I like was really was,
3: confused. I was really... With, with you saying that, I was really confused with all the... Uh, when Stetson beat Michigan, all the... Uh, Looks like Stetson shut up the haters. And I was like... I mean, he I had mean, a good game. He had a really good I'm game. I'm not a hater, he, but... He did play pretty well. Like I know, but I, I wouldn't hate him, but I kind of expected
0: him to play that well. One against, thing he... Yeah, one thing he did differently that I didn't see most of the year was he didn't bail out of the pocket early. Like he took some hits. That's true, he did take some a of that a lot, some of it might have been he might have not seen the pressure coming at all and he was just, you know. So <laughs> I,
1: I think one of them was that <laughs> that James <laughs> was Cook their, touchdown. There was definitely.
3: I can see there's a gif that replays in my head of uh is it Aiden Hutchinson just trying and trying and trying to get past oh, which player Sawyer. was it? Yes, oh, yeah. Sawyer. Yes, Sawyer. Just try it. It, just, it. It's almost like it's how he was using one hand, just one arm. It, it's, just, it's just like falling left, falling right. He's just like.
0: Yeah, that dude's draft <laughs> stock went up in that game.
3: The the
1: playoff has got to stop inviting teams that have linemen who didn't grow up eating grits. Like, that's just <laughs> the rule. <laughs> facts, facts. But what if they're eating
3: Cincinnati chili, Scott?
1: They has to be eating it with their hands for breakfast, and then
3: that will allow a special waiver. I got a stupid question. What is Skyline Chili, and how is it different from regular-ass chili? <laughs> I've I've meant to Google this so many times, I never have. Is it just the way Hold it's on, How presented? about this?
1: Why don't you try and guess?
3: Is one made with... with I don't know. I, I really don't know. Is one just over a hot dog or a piece of chicken? Like what? Is it over spaghetti? Is Skyline chili over spaghetti? Yes, it's
1: over spaghetti. Oh well, and then you just cover it with like shredded cheese.
0: Well, that's just United Methodist Church Family Night Supper spaghetti. Oh my god. That's gosh. all that is.
3: I don't think I've ever Cincinnati had. trying to it's steal really something.
0: Spaghetti. Cincinnati trying to steal from the
2: evangelicals. How dare they? Oh my gosh. And they dress it up uh yeah, I—I I mean, all right, I'm national titled out. Well, you—you guys got any any predictions?
1: I think Georgia will win. Uh, the Rocky Two GIF of Clubber Lang going pain. Mm. Pain. Yeah, I think Georgia will win. That's just my prediction. I don't. But
0: maybe I'm using this as a defensive mechanism. Probably. But I also. Got also frustrated at this is my last thing I'll say. I got frustrated at people who say, well, Georgia's defense just did show up. And then you watch the game. Georgia's defense did what they did to almost every other offensive line they played at against this year,
1: they just got juked
0: on repeatedly by Bryce Young. Uh,
1: I will say I thought the front seven did not play that well. I thought yeah, there was times when me, they were yeah. not win. I mean, like, it was one of those things where you just had a lot of guys. Not getting off blocks, guys. Like actually not winning at the line of scrimmage. Not getting pushed around per se, but yeah. I, so anyway, that was disappointed in in that aspect. It didn't feel like those guys played like they had the whole season. It's not like Bama's offensive line was super dominant the whole season. The team that won the award for best offensive line this season was Michigan. <laughs> Uh, uh, run the they had the gall to show up to that orange bowl
0: with those run the damn ball shirts mm. <laughs> oh man ran it for 30, 30 rushes for 88 yards
3: yeah it's hard for me to say. a defense played well when they give up like 500 yards to one player Isn't that what he had close to it I think it's like 400 but nah, oh. I forget
1: yeah I it's all guy. in the black
0: hey. hole my heart feels, even though I don't, my brain says George is probably going to lose this game. My heart says, you know what? Could be the dog's day. Stetson could finally prove the haters wrong.
3: I mean, you could can, can make a brain argument. It's hard to beat the same team twice in a season. I think Stetson, I think George's offense with
0: Stetson, I need to, I was going to say, I think Stetson, is good enough to do. it. I think George's offense with Stetson is, de- is good
2: enough.
3: 559 yards, Bryce Young, through the year. He and threw for
2: 559. Against who? Yeah, that's so what it says right here. Against who?
3: Us? Oh no, sorry, I'm reading the wrongs. Why would you write it that way, Wikipedia? Sorry, <laughs> correction oh. isn't correct. No, here's my here's my through that rate. against Arkansas. Okay, okay. I'm
1: gonna if find
0: a for that now. If, if 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 big if Georgia beats Alabama, I think Stetson Bennett in the post game. Interview should just copy Bryce Young's Heisman acceptance speech verbatim. Cause then it'll finally oh, yeah. be true.
1: It'll finally be accurate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No one no one believed in me. Everyone counted me out. No one thought I'd ever be here.
1: No one believed in me, the five star <laughs> quarterback who won yeah, three except or every four high school state titles <laughs> and was the number one overall recruit out of high school who went to Alabama and started as a sophomore. No one believed in me. The future number one pick. Generational if, talent. No one believed in someone,
3: me. If only someone would have believed in him, Scott. I think how good he could have been if someone believed oh. in him. The it, was greatest. Four, it was 421 in the SC Championship. I apologize. Okay. Oh, he Precinct. was one yard over for
0: being... Not, I well. just
1: hope we win so I can buy the 1980 shirt from home field. That's all I want to do.
0: Yes. Mm. I just, I just want to win. I'm tired of losing Alabama. <laughs> like, welcome to college football. <laughs> like it, the fact that the national title is tacked onto it is feels like bonus points to me at this point. Like, you know, yeah, that's that's cool. We beat Alabama.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: <sighs> Bryce Young, the best, the best quarterback of all time at a high school that's famous for producing division one quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't, he hold every national passing record in like the history of high school football, this perpetual underdog that he is. Mm -hmm. Where did he, he was from California, right? Yeah. Yeah. Modern day high school. Same as JT
0: Daniels. Same
1: Same as like, uh, same as a couple of UC USC quarterbacks. I think, um, Matt Barkley might have been from there, yeah. and their high school has more a history of more professional, like NFL quarterbacks, than a lot of college teams. Dang, that's how much of an underdog he was. He was—I uh, mean, the underdogness
0: was written all over him. My favorite take on that was from the Auburn football count. It's the meme of the anime anime guy looking at the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly, the Butterfly said, you know, constant praise, adoration,
1: awards, championships. Is is this doubt? (laughs) Is this doubt? (laughs) Okay, I will say I don't have the actual take, take in front of me, but one of the better takes I did see was someone saying that Nick Saban's real true skill as a coach, the one thing that he actually does better than everybody that actually sets him apart is his ability to just have a bunch of like five star NFL guys and convince them they're perpetually underdogs. Yes, that's yeah. how
3: do you?
1: I mean, how the hell do you do that? I don't. I mean, unfortunately, we're the only team where they're ever actually underdogs against us. For some reason, people in Vegas hate us and refuse to make Bama an underdog, except for once every like two to five years against Georgia. So then, then they get to say, "Hey, guys." The last time we were an underdog was 247 weeks ago when all of y'all were in, you know, middle school. See, I
0: I think they might hate us. They might be that stupid, but I think the real reason why they keep on (laughs) favoring us is because they know people want to go all in. It's like if I'm putting, everyone wants to put money on Bama. And if I was putting money on this game, I would put money on Bama. And they're just trying to convince
2: people to put a little bit of money on Georgia. That's all. Because they
0: probably
1: Vegas, Vegas is trying to make money, is what they're trying to do. Right? I I just hate it that it happens to be that Alabama gets to pretend to be like mental fake underdogs all the time, and then occasionally, every five years, they get to like take all that pent up fake underdog energy and be actual underdogs against us.
0: Yeah, it's fake news. If I was Kirby Smart, I would just replay
1: the last six games Georgia's played against Alabama. But that doesn't help us because that doesn't take away Alabama's underdog motivation. That's mm. what I'm talking about. Mm. I want I want them to be favored by 10 points and everybody talking about how it's a foregone conclusion and yada, yada, yada. But alas, here mm. we are. Three-point favorites.
2: Well. Go do you, I feel like we need to be united. All right, unite us with something. You
0: got something? Oh, I do. This is actually an older one, but. We've been, we've, we haven't we uh, have It's podcasts, an older
1: it's, take, but it checks but out, checks out.
0: It's, it's, an old, it's an older take, uh, but it checks out In these troubling times When the bonds we all share Are threatened to be torn asunder By the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium rare takes And the takes that are doomed to be deleted On Twitter tomorrow We need a sports take to bring us back together Now more than ever These are the takes that unite us this is a take that was shared in our discord a couple of weeks ago. We haven't been able to get to it since we've been on pod hiatus, but uh, here is the take that unites us. This comes from Twitter user at coach Vass. After the last five years of politics, I didn't think we could ever unite again as a country. I was wrong. All it took was urban Meyer getting an NFL job and we all banded together in pure disgust and amusement.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) How's that? How's he doing in that NFL job, by the way? Um, Is he still suing
3: the Jaguars?
1: (laughs) Is that that loss also going on? I don't know. He got fired for cause. They're not going to have to pay him.
3: Yeah. Is he he trying to sue him? He's probably
1: trying to sue them and say that they fired him
3: without cause and that they have to pay his money. I can't wait for him to walk in the court and say, like, listen, I was grinding every single week. <laughs> mm, you know <laughs> it.
1: If <laughs> he says get yeah.
3: it to the judge, it'll be over.
1: <laughs> you have
0: no idea how hard it is to work with 20-year-olds. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought this was going to work out for Evan Meyer, but holy cow, I had no idea it was going to burn out this badly. Like this was epic. This was I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be a little bit better. This was a new low for Urban Meyer. He
1: he went straight to the end of Ohio State, end of Florida tenure burnout level Urban Meyer really quickly. Yeah, really all it quickly. took was eleven now, losses. Yeah, I was saying like, that being said. You could have plotted it out. You could have probably made a graph and said it took this many losses for him to burn out at Florida. It took this many losses for him to burn out at Ohio State. And you could have extrapolated and said, that's half a season coaching the Jaguars. <laughs> so a lot of people, I credit to a lot of people that did see this coming. They're like, guys, Urban Meyer cannot lose. When he loses football games, he has mental breakdowns. He is not <laughs> going to survive in the NFL. Certainly not with the Jaguars.
3: It was true. That's true.
1: Oh gosh. I feel I hope he takes the Michigan job after Jim Harbaugh goes to back to the pros. Jeez, hey, he's he got
3: the highest and machine.
1: Yeah. He, <sighs> he
3: would still would got some house That's money.
0: Get he should get out while the getting still good. You just got a snowy day in Ann Arbor. To finally beat Ohio State, you got a playoff appearance, and you didn't look very good in that playoff appearance, but you made it. <laughs>
1: no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see. <laughs> no, he, they reworked his contract, and he like had to give a lot of money back. So after having a really good year, right after he got like a $3 million pay cut, they're either going to have to pay him again, or he's going to go to the NFL and get paid. I expect they'll pay him because they're just coming off a playoff appearance, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, agent season over there in Ann Arbor.
0: Do you guys think Urban Meyer is ever going to coach again? Because this seems like the most this one, this burnout was so much more public and humiliating.
1: For him. And it's the third time. I mean, if you go by the three public
3: disasters and you're out rule, then he's got to be done, right? If he coaches again, it'll be like at a low-level school, something like a, like a Delta it, State. It, I don't it know, has Akron. to be someone.
2: Yeah, Bowling Green wasn't yeah, he <laughs> at Bowling Green initially?
3: Oh, he's primed for like a a position in like their staff. Maybe not the head coach, but like their director of their athletic director or something. Oh gosh, yeah, he could
1: go be like Bowling Green athletic director. Yeah, so that he could turn that into the Notre Dame athletic director job or something. <laughs>
0: it's a shame that the lingerie league doesn't function anymore cuz that would be a perfect branding move for him
3: next. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Urban Cowboy.
3: All right, y'all, I got to run.
2: Yep. Big same. So, we'll we'll check in after the uh,
0: the natty and see how we're all feeling. I look forward to the Hiawaska episode. Yes. <laughs> we can make it together. Let's do it. We'll be we'll do it a uh, live stream from Twitter. Twitter Spaces. <laughs> it'll be like that uh yeah. not yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> it's going to be like that scene in uh, the Big Lebowski where he goes bowling and uh, Saddam Hussein's working to shoot. the shoot. Right? <laughs> what? <laughs> He'll be-